I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium and here we explore life, death, consciousness and what it all means. Another ghost story today. It is Monday, so that means ghost story. If you have a ghost story to share, please reach out at dramyrobbins at gmail.com. Also, just a few public service announcements. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, there's a little plus key that says follow. You can subscribe on Spotify or anywhere else, but that really, really helps me. Also, if you could rate and review my podcast, if you haven't yet, it doesn't take much time. You do it in the app. Anything that you can write is really helpful for me as well. All of this bumps things up in the algorithm. So they say, I don't even know what that really means, but let's just try it. Also spread the word on the podcast. If you can share it with someone who you think might benefit from it, everybody is going through so much loss and challenge right now and has in the past two years that it's a great opportunity to just give someone a gift that might help them. So please share the podcast. And here we go with today's ghost story. My brother David passed away on June 9th, 2001 from his brain tumor. Below is what I shared at his funeral. I am number five of six kids. I'm David's little sister. He is number four. Growing up, I was always David's annoying little sister. For example, in fifth grade, I had to recite a poem. So of course I copied the one David recited when he was that age, titled, I found a four leaf clover. I'll recite the first stanza for you. I found a four leaf clover and I was quite happy with my find and come to think it over, I've entirely changed my mind. As the years continued as David's annoying little sister, I gained a superpower. I would always find four-leaf clovers. It wasn't until around 2013 when David and I both attended the University of Minnesota where I moved from annoying little sister to seeing little glimmers of friendships, such as him inviting me to come make cookies with him. A couple more years passed after he graduated and this beautiful thing happened. I was no longer the little sister, but his sister and his friend. Then there was a brain tumor, a surgery regrowth, and another surgery. I was there for both procedures. A practice that I do is writing future scribbles to myself. I put down the date, time, and location, fold it up, put it in my notes folder, and completely forget about it until months or years later. I recently found a note from a late night in my apartment on April 17, 2019. It was titled, Things That Make Me Happy. It was a lovely list and there was a section that listed something about each of my five siblings that make me happy. David. The smile on his face after his second brain surgery. David did not take a single painkiller after that surgery. I never personally had seen a smile on his face like that before. Pure joy. But from that day on, every time I got to spend time with my big brother and my friend David, I always saw that beautiful smile of pure joy on his face. On May 8th of this year, we went on our last hike with David to look for morale mushrooms in the apple orchard on my parents' farm we had grown up on. And David found the first one. I did not have so much luck, however. I did find a four-leaf clover. I asked, who needs some luck? 
David took the clover and put it in his pocket. The last time I saw David was on Friday, June 4th. I hugged him and told him I loved him and I got to see that smile. The thing is though, I don't think this was our last interaction. The last stanza of the poem I copied from David goes as follows. If I ever find another, I will simply let it be or I will give it to my brother. He deserves it more than me. On June 9th, I was camping. I received a call from my mother letting me know David passed away. I looked on the ground and I found a four-leaf clover. He stole my superpower. I realized very shortly after his funeral that not only were four-leaf clovers my sign from David, but now so many other people had that sign from him because of what I shared. I now get messages from others with pictures of clovers they find, recognizing his hello to them, and I'm so grateful for that. One of the things our family has struggled with was finding a home for one of his dogs. She was very shy, and it was not easy for us emotionally to rehome her. Someone with two other dogs took her in and sent us a picture of David's dog with the other two dogs laying in the grass together. My eyes immediately dashed to the grass right in front of the dogs. Wouldn't you know it, a four-leaf clover. This gave our family the peace that David was supportive of this decision for his special pup. Since David's passing, I've got to experience so many signs, not only from him, but from others. My grandfather, who passed away, collected matchbooks throughout his life. He had thousands. When he passed, each of many kids and grandkids received one of his collected containers of matchbooks. Matchbooks are not a common piece of swag that businesses hand out anymore, though you do see them from time to time. It's just uncommon enough that everyone in our family recognizes matches as signs from our grandfather. I personally have not received a sign, but many of my family members have. So although David sends me many signs now, the four-leaf clover, being it was his first, has become the special symbol for me. Because of this, I wanted a simple piece of jewelry with a four-leaf clover that I could wear and keep him close to me. I ran across one online, a more abstract four-leaf clover-esque opal on a thin gold chain. My heart leapt when I saw it. Opal is his birthstone. I immediately bought it and shared with the Etsy shop why it was so special to me. The owner was so appreciative to learn of the sentiment, he sent the necklace my way basically overnight. In the package, however, there was something else, a box of matchsticks. Great teamwork, guys. Most recently, David sent me an absolutely beautiful gift. My husband and I got married on 2-22-2002, p.m. And of course, I wore the necklace. It was a very small ceremony outside in the snow in the north woods of Minnesota during a snowstorm, and my sister was the officiant. Leading up to the wedding, I told her, I feel like David has something he'd like you to share, and I just want you to know that if you get that feeling, just go with it. Maybe you already have. I thought for sure a Bible verse, and maybe that she'd get it in a dream or something. She shared that, oh yes, he did, and I'd be amazed. There was indeed a verse shared during the ceremony, but she did not share the story with me until that night at dinner. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. 
but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lay down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. At dinner, my sister shared with me the story of this verse. When David passed away, he had never been married or in a serious romantic relationship, but he was devout in his faith. One guest at his funeral shared with us when he met David for the first time at Bible study, he saw that David had a very beat up and used Bible. That impressed this man. He knew that this young man David used his Bible well. My sister was given the Bible after his passing, but she couldn't bring herself to open it for some time. She planned our ceremony and her mother had shared the verse above and felt strongly my sister should use it. My sister agreed and we wrote it into the ceremony. When she decided the ceremony was set and complete, she thought, okay, let's see what David has to say. And she opened the worn out Bible for the first time. She flipped open to exactly the page with Ecclesiastes 4.19.12 and that exact passage was highlighted. She flipped through his entire Bible. There were many things underlined and written in pen. There was not a single verse in the Bible that was highlighted. This message was from David. Thank you, my brother, for never leaving my side. I love you. Wow. I'm always so taken with these stories. They're just absolutely incredible, so powerful, so meaningful, and so personal. So thank you for sharing your story about your sweet brother, David. And to anybody else who has a story to share, please reach out and let me know. I'd love to share it on the podcast. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.